0: Well, good evening. I'm calling you three minutes early. How are you doing, Dr. Hanson? Well, I'm doing just fine, Shannon. (laughs) We never know what may happen when I'm doing a marathon. And usually you and I do the last show, so sometimes we have domino effect. But tonight, I'm keeping it on target. Uh, Everybody, welcome aboard. We're excited to be here tonight with Dr. Jonathan Hanson, World Ministries International. Brother Hanson, would you like to get rolling? You ready to go? Well, I am, Shannon. Uh, Before I get going, let me share
1: something. This last over a month, my wife had three different prophets out of Africa telling her that your husband is going to come under attack and you need to pray for him. High blood pressure is going to hit him, diabetes. If you don't pray, he'll die. And then I've had a couple prophets from America warn that we're under attack. And sure enough, we are under attack. Ministry is under attack. Even today, I had to leave a 6 a.m. prayer meeting to lay down for a little bit. My blood pressure went up to 228, over 111. And so, I mean, that's usually stroke and heart attack. And so all day long, different ones where I went for blood work and this and that wanted me in the hospital. You know me. I don't like to go to the hospital. I believe that you can touch the hospital of God. And so anyway, one of my doctors is a naturopath too, and He also moves in the Holy Spirit. I had him on my program years ago. And he has the gift of a word of knowledge and other things. And that's how he diagnoses things. And he also thought I was under attack. And so my wife is afraid that I will leave her and our little boy. And so she actually wanted me in bed. And several times I went to bed. Didn't stay there, but I did go there for a little while. So I called up the doctor right before this program. And he said the same thing that he believes I'm under attack. And since he talked with me earlier today, and you know, I do have two blood pressure medications, but my blood pressure did come down. Although he said, why don't you have the people pray tonight for you? So instead of being in the hospital, I'm doing the program with you. Shannon, why don't you pray and curse this attack?
0: Yes, sir. We're going to pray tonight. I'm asking everybody out there, tuning in, to pull their faith together. I've been feeling that in my spirit, Dr. Hanson, that the enemy is angry. I wasn't sure I was going to be here tonight. The whole family hit with a recurrent flu again all night long. Children coughing, nasal drainage. I began to have a sore throat. I was like, God, what is happening? We can't seem to overcome this. We lost another speaker last week, Dr. Erica Shepherd, that many people know. She suddenly died. She had been praying for a lady, apparently, who had COVID, they told her. And I got the word a few days later that she had gone home to be with the Lord. And I said, Lord Jesus, you're going to have to help us all because, I mean, what is going on here? And then Queen Elizabeth died. We were ill last night. Now you've told me what you've been going through. This is just a demonic attack. So, folks... What we do is we come together and we fight back and i'm asking you to come together tonight and let's pray for dr hanson and his family let's do that right now father yehovah in the mighty name of jesus christ we lift up dr hanson to you lord we stand in the gap for him and his family right now we just plead the blood of jesus over you my friend we rebuke the spirit of death and command it to loose its grip and go You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord Jesus. We stand in the gap for you right now, and we bind every demonic force that has been launched against you. We bind it right now in Jesus' name. Bind up the spirits of backlash, retaliation, revenge, retribution, hindrance or delay that has been sent against you to stop you in the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. We break all witchcraft that has been sent against you and cancel its assignment right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every demonic spirit that has been lodged against you, we bind them and break their power, command them to loose their grip and go. We ask you, God, right now to loose your warrior angels into action in the mighty name of Jesus. You said whatever you loose earth is loosed in heaven. Loose your warrior angels right now on behalf of Dr. Hansen to surround him and his family and all those at World Ministries International, me and my family right now in Jesus' name. Put a hedge of protection wall fire from Zechariah 2 and 5 around him. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of infirmity, sickness, command it to loose your body and go right now in Jesus' name. Every demonic attack launched against you, we break its power in the mighty name of Jesus. We break every demonic hex, vex, curse, or spell sent against you and loose you from it in Jesus' name. Let every curse boomerang right now and hit the demons that sent it. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak right to your body right now and I say, be healed and made whole. In Jesus' name, if there's anything going wrong in your body, we speak to it right now and say, be healed in Jesus Christ's name. God, you sent your word and you healed them. Send your word right now and touch my brother. We command that blood pressure to go to normal. We rebuke any spirits that would attack through stroke, heart attack, either you, myself, or any of us tuning in tonight, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We're asking right now that what the enemy has stolen, that you cause him to give back sevenfold. We're asking God again that you loose your angels to attack every wicked spirit and principality that is coming against Dr. Hansen and World Ministries International. We loose the fire of God against every demonic force coming against you, and ask God you can loose civil war into the camp of the enemy. Let the enemy turn on itself. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again you will live, my brother, and not die, and declare the works of the Lord Jesus. God, loose your ministering angels to touch him right now. Bless him. We cover everybody there at WMI in the blood of Jesus. God, help us. We need your help. In Jesus' name. Amen. And my brother, you work tirelessly, so there is no shame in getting some rest. I think I've been working too much over here, just trying to make up for some lost time this year. There's nothing wrong in us getting some rest for our bodies. Amen. No health, no ministry. But mm-hmm. I will tell you, brother, it's not by accident. The enemy has been on the war path. Only a month ago, we had four people laid out, and I was the fifth on this show. We had one man, he was laid out for weeks. Another hit with the flu. It's been uncanny. And I will tell you this, if you're not a threat to the enemy, he leaves you alone pretty much. He's already got you. But the level of backlash that you are experiencing and that I've seen shows that we must be hitting the enemy hard, Dr. Hansen. Amen. I agree with you, Shannon. I got a great
1: wife and she's uh, talked some good sense into me that I need to take a little bit of time off. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. And that's confirmation what you just said. Okay, you tonight to I've got a great program for you, Shannon. Yeah. Instead of personally preaching or teaching right now, I've got two interviews I want to uh, let you hear. One I did with Matt Shea, former state house representative concerning President Joe Biden's recent speech talking about the battle for the soul of the nation and calling patriots, conservatives, Christians, domestic terrorists. We're gonna discuss his speech. And then I'm gonna go into heaven and angels. And uh, you're gonna enjoy that very much. Everybody that's listening right now, you're gonna enjoy it, heaven and angels. So I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna begin. Father God, I wanna thank you so much for Shannon, his family. And as he prayed, dear God, let it come to pass. In his life, he'll have victory in every area. Let his family be healed in Jesus' name. Once again, we curse every attack of hell in the name of Jesus. Let them arise and be stronger than ever before. Father God, bless this program tonight. Let people be encouraged. Let them be awakened. Let them understand where we're at in America, where we're at in the church. And the church must rise and stop this evil that's trying to come against us the bride of Christ in this nation. Let this program be blessed right now. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hanson. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. I have with me Matt Shea. He's the senior pastor at On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy in Spokane Valley, Washington. He's also an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom and affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. He is retired twelve-year state representative, former House Republican Caucus Chair, Washington State. Matt, welcome back to the warning radio program.
2: It's great to be back on. Dr. Hanson, thank you for having me.
1: Well, I enjoy our time together, whether it's in conferences or interviews like this, because again, you have a lot to bring to the table and we need to understand the truth. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. I have in front of me the transcript of President Joe Biden's speech in Philadelphia. It says President Joe Biden traveled to Philadelphia Independent Hall on Thursday to warn that America's domestic democratic values are under assault by forces of extremism loyal to former President Donald J. Trump. He says we're battling for the soul of this nation. He added that Republicans who support Trump thrive on chaos. Before Biden's speech, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the Democrats were dismantling the American democracy before our very eyes. McCarthy called on Biden to apologize for invoking fascism to describe the ideology of Trump and his supporters. McCarthy said, quote, when the president speaks tonight at Independence Hall, the first lines out of his mouth should be to apologize for slandering tens of millions of Americans as fascist. Now, Biden, quote, my fellow Americans, please, if you have a seat, take it. I speak to unite from the sacred ground in America, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations that America, we are all created equal. Biden, as I stand tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We need ourselves to do favor to pretend otherwise. And then he goes on. So tonight I have come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats, about the incredible future that lies in front of us if only we choose it. I skip down. He says... Donald Trump and the mega-Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundation of our republic. Matt, if you go through this whole thing, I'll tell you what, if you watched it, listened to it, he basically demonized millions and millions of Americans. Domestic terrorists were called a threat to the nation, and he is going to use his power, he will use his power to stop it.
2: Matt? Well, he's going to try anyway we actually had a sheriff here in spokane county do something very similar years ago against very conservative republicans that he disagreed with and he had an open town hall called the threats we face and then proceeded to slander and smear everybody that was a true christian patriot when it came down to it there's no real evidence of anything that these guys are trying to claim but what there is evidence is they're covering for the real threats that we face here in america particularly the communist and jihadi threats that have infiltrated so far into levels of government. It's surprising. But when he does this kind of thing, it was fascinating to me to watch a former Soviet strategy play out in real time where he would say something like that and demonize 70 million Americans and then turn around the next day and say, oh, I didn't say that. And then turn around a week later and then say the exact same thing, demonizing 70 million Americans. And People are like, why is he doing that? He's a liar. Well, no, this is actually a strategy. It's a technique that's used by communists. And what they'll do is they'll come out like that and they'll demonize 70 million Americans. And what they're saying to their people on the ground, they're operationalizing those people and saying, go attack leaders. We've seen this already start. Marjorie Taylor Greene swatted three times bannon swatted and now indicted on what, what really appear to be very spurious charges they're saying to their ground people now is the time attack christians and patriots and especially christian and patriot leaders today just in our own ministry here in spokane we had an attempted cyber attack from a company that's out of persia you don't know if that's really who is behind it or their computers are being used But attacks are now ramping up against Christians and patriots here. And this is playing exactly in line with the communist playbook to weaken America prior to a major global war. And we're seeing the rhetoric spinning up now globally that this could turn into a global war very, very quickly. There's some other things in the news today from a spiritual perspective are very interesting that followed in the wake of this speech with the Queen of England dying this morning and also some of the overtures out of japan this speech is intentional to divide the country to demonize a portion of the country and as we've been speaking about now for weeks to set up for when donald trump is indicted and arrested prior to the election or just after the election i think it's going to be prior to the election and all of his followers are also going to be persecuted in some way shape or form if not attacked in their homes and in their businesses for what they believe politically. So this is a precursor, and you've seen this rhetoric ramping up. Communists only do this right before something very big is about to happen. So this is really key in understanding their timing. But from our perspective, this should be motivating us to redouble our efforts and also to understand that at the local level, if you have sheriffs and prosecutors who are patriots and Christians— They can stand against this stuff very, very easily and not allow it to destroy the country.
1: I read several statements, he says, and here, in my view, is what is true. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state to give power to decide elections in America to cronies and partisans empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Magna forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights, to the pursuit of justice, to the rule of law, to the very soul of this country. Look at the mob that stormed the United States Capitol on January 6th, brutally attacking law enforcement, not as insurrectionists who placed a dagger to the throat of our democracy, but look at them as patriots and they see their magna failure to stop peaceful transfer of power after the 2020 election as a preparation for the 2022 and 2024 elections. They've tried everything last time to nullify the votes of 81 million people. This time they're determined to succeed in throwing the will of the people. That's why respected conservatives like the Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Luting has called Trump and the extreme magna Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. But while the threat to American democracy is real, I want to say as clearly as we can, we are not powerless in the face of these threats. We are not bystanders in this ongoing attack on democracy. There are far more Americans everywhere from every background who believe in the just and reject the extreme magna ideology that those that accept it. Okay, folks, it's within our power. It's in our hands, yours and mine, to stop the assault on American democracy. Matt?
2: Well, again, that kind of rhetoric, obviously, he is trying to foment violence. He's trying to operationalize people on the ground. But I would agree with him. I would agree with him that this is a battle for the heart and soul of this country. Definitely. We want to be a communist nation, or whether we want to return to the values that made this country great, values of freedom and liberty and free markets. Values that made us the greatest force for good in the history of the world because we allowed Jesus Christ to be at the center of our lives and we put him at the center of our country. Those are the things that they're really afraid of. And they should be afraid that we're a danger to democracy because we are a danger to democracy because we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. And the Founding Fathers said in the Constitution— Article 4, Section 4, that they guaranteed and every elected official is supposed to guarantee a Republican form of government, not a democracy, not mob rule. So, yes, we are a danger to mob rule. We are a danger to people that think they're going to take away the rights of Christians and patriots in this country. We are a danger to people that are trying to destroy this country and turn it over to China. We are a danger to people that want to destroy our way of life and christendom and western values we are a danger to that that's why they're doing this right now so he is correct on those points we're a danger to him and autocrats and selfish elitists who want to make all of us slaves and turn this into a one world government and a one world religion in short we are a danger to the antichrist spirit because we have christ in us
1: well you're totally correct matt This is a fight for the soul of America. It's a fight for freedom. It's a fight for Christians, whether we can continue to worship Jesus Christ without being intimidated, without being attacked or imprisoned in death. He goes on to say, and now America must choose to move forward or move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism or a nation of fear, division and darkness. Magna Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the truth, but in the shadow of lies. Together, we can choose a different path. We can choose a better path forward to the future, the future of possibility, a future of dream, and to build it with hope. And you look at him shake his fist. I mean, Matt, is just about shades of the past of Hitler.
2: He sounds like it. And in fact, it was interesting that on Twitter, hashtag pedo Hitler was trending for a while there. I mean, we have a person in the White House right now whose son has a computer that in anyone else's lives would have resulted in multiple prosecutions and multiple investigations that in any normal sense would raise the question, is Joe Biden compromised by Chinese intelligence? It would raise the question, is he compromised in his morals and ethics? Is he compromised? in who he is dealing with and has he actually allowed our foreign adversaries to use him to bring this country down those are all legitimate questions based on that laptop but they're not being investigated right now and what they're deathly afraid of is that republicans are going to come in there and do exactly that and donald trump as the leader of the make america great again movement who could possibly be against that that's weird to me but him as the leader that's why they're attacking him And that's why he's sounding so much like Adolf Hitler did back in that day in the 1930s, where he tried to blame Jews for all the problems. You know, now you hear the same spirit speaking through Joe Biden, trying to blame MAGA Republicans for all the problems in America. You're right. It sounds exactly like the 1930s. And in fact... Because it sounds exactly like the 1930s, we need to be very much aware of the time we're in, that that there very likely is a global war on the horizon right now. It's not over the horizon. It's on the horizon and approaching quickly.
1: Yeah, we're going to get to that. I got a statement from Ben Shapiro. It says, that was the most demagogic, outrageous, and divisive speech I have ever seen from an American president. Joe Biden essentially declared all those who oppose him and his agenda enemies of the republic truly shameful. That was from Ben Shapiro. Matt?
2: I noticed that he at least used the word republic, so that's a good start. When he says that we're enemies of the republic, and he has no evidence to back that up, except for innuendo, except for talking points, and he has the United States military in the background. That is what probably is the most startling imagery. This was intentional imagery to have black and red hues, to have the Marines in their silhouettes in the background, to give this very angry, apocalyptic, hateful speech because he wants Americans to be agitated and angry, and he thinks that's going to drive them to the polls for the Democrats, when in fact it's actually having the opposite effect. I'm seeing right now anyway a resurgence at the local level That people are enough is enough. Now, years ago, when I was in the legislature, I said, they're not attacking me. They're coming for all of us. And eventually they will call all of us domestic terrorists. They will try to call all of us. And sure enough, this is being played out right now before our very eyes. And so as Americans, we don't receive or accept those curses that are being spoken by the person in the White House, the pretender. What we do is we stand up and bless God by keeping America free. That is the answer.
1: I agree. You know, he says, so I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period. None. We saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January the 6th.
2: What about the cities that were burning down, Dr. Hansen? I, Why didn't you do anything about that? Then, you know,
1: right? I've got that in my notes, Matt. For two years, BLM and Antifa burned down cities. Why didn't we stop that? Instead, we said that they're right to have peaceful demonstrations and they're burning down cities. This is such double talk. Again, let me read you a state we saw law enforcement brutally attacked on January 6th. We've seen election officials, poll workers, many of them volunteers of both parties subjected to intimidation and death threats. And can you believe it? FBI agents doing their job as directed, facing threats to their own lives from their own fellow citizens. On top of that, there are public figures today, yesterday, and day before predicting all but calling for mass violence and rioting in the streets. This is inflammatory. It's dangerous. It's against the rule of law, and we, the people, must say this is not who we are. Ladies and gentlemen, we can be pro-X, pro-X, pro insurgentist and pro-American. They're incompatible. We can't allow violence to normalize this country. It's wrong. We each have a rejected political violence. We must with all moral clarity and conviction that this nation can muster now. We can't let the integrity of our elections be undermined, for this is a path of chaos. And he goes on to say, we're a big, complicated country, but democracy endures if we, the people, respect the guardrails of the republic. Only if we, the people, accept the results of a free and fair election. Only if we, the people, see politics not as a normal war, a mediation of our differences. Democracy cannot survive where one side believes there is only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they're cheated. And that's where MAGA Republicans are today. They don't understand what every patriot American knows. You can't love your country only when you win. It's fundamental. American democracy only works if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. I will not stand by and watch. I will not. The will of the people be overturned by wild conspiracy theories and baseless evidence-free claims of fraud. I will not stand by and watch elections in this country stolen by people who simply refuse to accept that they lost. I will not stand by and watch the most fundamental freedom in this country, the freedom to vote and have your vote counted and be taken from you and the American people. Look, as your president, I will defend democracy with every fiber of my being. I'm asking every American to join me. And he goes on and on and on. Again, the Republicans, like it or not, even though we know this was not a fair election, we haven't gone out and become criminals. If you want to say we've accepted it, so to speak. So what's he talking about? The country is still united. It's going together, although he is trying to, again, institute civil war. Matt?
2: He is trying to institute civil war. And I would just say, We have police officers being attacked and brutalized every single day on America's streets as a result of the policies coming out of the White House. The coddling of criminals, the emboldening of the Mexican cartels and the Chinese using them as proxies to ferry fentanyl into this country and not secure our borders. His policies are resulting in police officers and Border Patrol being brutalized on a daily basis. Not only does that not make sense, he's projecting onto us what he is actually doing himself. What he is trying to do himself is foment a Marxist revolution in this country to overturn the Constitution. They may say, oh, the Constitution's still here, and we defend it, but they're effectively with every single one of their actions eviscerating this. And I I would just say this, too. If somebody is going to tell me that it's okay to murder an unborn child, what other depravity are they capable of? That's just a threshold question in politics. And right now, he is trying to project onto us how himself. You have not seen MAGA Republicans looting and rioting. You've seen MAGA Republicans supporting local law enforcement. You saw on January 6th, thousands of Americans coming to the Capitol to protest the massive discrepancies that are now being proven. And by the way, I just posted something on that the other day showing how an election machine can be hacked and a vote can be changed in about 30 seconds So they were standing up on that day saying, hey, we need to raise some questions and these questions are not being answered. We're petitioning for a redress of grievances. And now that we know that there were instigators in the crowd trying to entrap those people that went to January 6th, this has to raise a question in all of our hearts. Why are they doing this now? Why are they trying to bring America down right now? And again, I think it's because we're on the eve of a global war. He is saying exactly what he is doing, but he's using it in a form of projection on us. I know and they know that if the right people get into office, that they will be held accountable. But it's going to take some political will to stop this attempted Marxist coup that is happening in Washington, D.C. right now.
1: You know, we got about 45 seconds, Matt. Just really summarize quickly the danger of global war right now facing us.
2: Uh, The danger of global war, Japan is arming. There was a massive cyber attack by the Russians on Japan today. Iran is attacking countries like Albania. Poland is arming up. This is going to happen very quickly. Be in prayer and also be prepared and be ready spiritually as well as physically. In Jesus' name.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on. Eagles saving nations and subscribe. We need to get into the stadiums. We need a revival. We need repentance. We need, again, to be empowered with the Holy Spirit so we can go out like Peter. Instead of running and hiding, he preached to 3,000 people and they were saved. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to have another great awakening. No political leader is going to save America. Four sins bring judgment on a nation idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. Only the church, the bride of Christ, who was commissioned by Jesus himself, is going to save America. And now, my special guest, Dan Dodge, 92 years old. Let me tell you, God is working through him, and he's got a couple testimonies, dreams, and you're going to enjoy this. I listened to it. I said, hey, you must give it in my chapel because it will build your faith. You know, I, I've seen people come back from the dead and they never want to come back once they see it. Never do they want to come back. In fact, if you pray for them and your prayers bring them back, they're angry with you. Why did you bring me back? The earth is so dirty. I didn't want to come back. Sometimes it takes two years before they get used to earth again. So Dan, I want you to tell the people here and watching on television and radio, right. you had several dreams. Tell us about them. Well, I had three
3: dreams so far. Sometimes before I go to bed, I said, Lord, can you give me another dream? I'm just going to tell you about the second dream I had. When I get done telling it, you will know why I am up here telling you this dream, because it's in the dream. And I was back in Joel chapter 2. It says, young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. Believe me, I fit the old man category. Now let's get into the dream. About seven years ago it happened. What happened I was dreaming I was sitting inside of a stadium, more or less, outdoor stadium, maybe about the size of a major league stadium, and there was music coming out of everywhere. Over here, over there, up there. It felt like it was coming out of the, the seats, you know best, most beautiful music I have ever heard. And then I looked down there, and the stadium was a little different than a Major League Stadium. One end was completely open. The other end, and you could look, you could look out through there and you could see forever. There was no ending to what you could see. And at the other end was a stage. And then down in the middle of the stadium, down at ground level, were about, 30 men in tuxedos and they were just singing their heart out just keeping time with the music and singing beautiful beside them was about 30 maybe i was just guessing because i didn't count them all women in dresses with a flag like this gentleman had earlier a flag in each hand keeping time with the music and everything was so beautiful. I was in heaven, everything's beautiful. And anyway, I'm thinking to myself, where am I and how to I get here? And then there's a voice off to my left, kind of behind me. And he said, you're here to witness, acknowledge of a new person and celebrate with her, a new person coming into heaven. I looked all around and there's nobody there. I'm just sitting by myself, but the voice is there. And all of a sudden, there's another voice over there. He a very commanding voice. He said, you go out and tell people about this. And I was so commanding, I was kind of taken aback. I said, oh, okay. And then the voice over here, the gentle voice, <laughs> said, watch a door in that stadium down there and uh, I got to go back and notch here. I kind of... This voice over here said, they're having a great celebration and everybody that comes into heaven has a great celebration. And everyone is different. There's a lot of celebrations. Anyway, he said, watch that door down there in the back of the stage. All of a sudden it opens and this young lady comes running out praising the Lord, skipping and hopping. And just like a schoolgirl on her last day of school, maybe, you know. Anyway, she runs over to the uh, gentlemen in tuxedos, and she gives each one a kiss and a hug. Then she goes over to the ladies, the dancing ladies, and does the same thing. And I turned over to this voice over here, and I said, Well, that young lady looks like she may be about 25 years old. Maybe she's married and has a family. I don't know. But she's young enough. She has her parents are still probably alive. Why? Why would the Lord take her so young? And this voice over here said, She was 99 years old. (laughs) And I just, this voice over here, she said, make sure you tell everybody about this. I said, I will. <laughs> then I woke up crying because I did not want to be back here, and I'm here. I wish I was up there. <laughs> Besides that, I'm only 89.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Maybe that means you're going to live to be 92. <laughs> okay. These testimonies are so encouraging. You know, I've done many programs. Once I did five days of television, on people coming back from the dead, what they see. One thing is similar. If you've been to heaven, you don't want to ever come back.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: You don't want to come back. And another thing, people who die, no matter how old they are, they can be 110. They can't get out of a wheelchair sometimes. Yet, in heaven, they're in their prime, walking and running and dancing He thought this lady 99, oh, she must be only 25.
3: Yeah, well, the Lord says we're going to get a new body.
1: Amen. (laughs) Amen. And she did. See? It's all there. Eternity, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to fear death. If you know Jesus Christ, you do not have to fear death. It's something we want to go to be with the Lord. Amen. My mother just, she was 92, passed on. She wanted to be with the Lord. She told the nurse the night before, I'm going to die tonight. And the nurse said, no, you are not. And I got a call in the morning, your mother just died. She knew it. She wasn't afraid of it. She wanted to be with the Lord. She's in her prime. She was stuck to a wheelchair now. She's in her prime, running, dancing, singing. The mother I used to remember as a boy. You had another dream. Well, uh, the first one
3: is kind of personal, and I'll just keep that to myself. Okay, you keep that to yourself. But the third one was only about six weeks ago, very short. And I was in a Japanese garden, and uh, there was two keepers in the garden. And uh, if you know anything about Japanese gardens, there's gravel all over between plants and everything, little called pea gravel, very small stuff. And they rake beautiful designs into that. And these two gentlemen were raking. It was fall and leaves were falling. So I asked, are you raking leaves up or what are you doing? One of them says to me, we're raking a straight path for you, Daniel.
1: Amen. 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 Let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, even the angels of the Lord. I've done many testimonials on angels that have been involved in my ministry, in my life, even sparing my life, protecting us, making a straight path. I just talked to a man. I'm going to be doing an interview with him on my warning radio program. The last time I was in their church, he saw, he said, seven angels behind me, nine feet tall. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And he said, wow, Pastor Hansen. Are you six foot tall? I said, no way. Now, I would be happy to be six foot. Yeah, I was once. You were once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, see, now you're my height.
3: <laughs> well, let's not get carried away. that. Okay.
1: <laughs> but can you imagine? He saw seven angels behind me, and he said they're nine feet tall. Amen. I had an apostolic leader drive up my driveway. Some years ago, E.J. knows about it. He was afraid when he knocked on my door, my conference door, he was shaking. He said, do you realize you have a 24-foot giant angel in your driveway? He just got in drive up to my place. Pastor Buckhart, Dr. Buckhart, who has traveled with me all over the world, he was with me when I was preaching in Odessa, Texas in a large church. And at the end, people were coming up to be prayed for. But God had opened up some people's eyes and this one man was afraid to come up. And Dr. Buckhart said, just go up and, and talk to Dr. Hanson. No, oh, I can't. He was afraid. Well, what's wrong? There's a huge giant being standing right beside him. He saw my giant angel. Now all over the world and country after country, people see my giant angel. A giant angel. This apostolic leader who never heard any of these testimonies was shaking when he came to my door. Do you realize you have a giant angel? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) This property is protected. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. He was afraid to come talk to me at a meeting because he saw my giant angel. I was going from one country to another country. This was when I was in church planning years ago. I sent a fax to the pastor in Livingston, Zambia to meet me at the border between Zambia and Zimbabwe to meet me at the border, Victoria Falls. I got there. I waited three hours. He didn't come. No, I'm white. The African sun is not good to stay in three hours. And I was getting red, I was hot, and I was a little upset. Because I asked a pastor to meet me who was under me. The Holy Spirit said, walk. So I crossed the border. Somebody came up to me and said, Pastor Hanson, follow me. Now, I didn't think anything of it. I just figured, okay, for some reason, the pastor couldn't come and he sent this man to escort me. So I'm in Africa. He was a black man. Follow me. Takes me to a public bus stop. He says, take this man to Livingston, Zambia. And he leaves. I go to Livingston, Zambia. I get ready to get off. I ask the man, how much? You know, they have quacha there. How much? He says, nothing, go. I'm saying, man, this is strange. I've been to Zambia three other times. And if you're a stranger, they just like in Mexico, they'll charge you three times as much. Are you with me? Yes. If you've ever traveled some nations, I get off. Another man is waiting to meet me. He says, Pastor Hansen, follow me. He takes me, walks with me, says, Okay, you go up this road, there's a crossroad. He gives me directions. I thank him. He leaves. I walk up the road. Now I must not have been listening. Sometimes my wife says I don't listen real good. And I'm going left, and, and somebody yells, Pastor Hansen, you're going the wrong way. Follow me. Okay, so I turn around and follow him. We start walking and he takes me within 100 meters of the home. He points it out, he says, that's where he lives. I said, thank you, and I keep going. All of a sudden, I want to talk to him again. I turn around, I can't find him. Now, I'm just thinking, okay, here's a lot of people. Yeah, I just lost him. You know, he went in between some people. So I don't think much of it. There's too many people and I just, feel, okay, I just lost him. Anyway, I get up to the door, knock on the door. I walk in. I say, you know, I sent you a fax. I waited, can you see, I'm very red. Three hours in the African sun? You didn't come. No, I'm not real happy. I said, but at least you sent people and here I am. He still hasn't said a word. He's just looking at me. And he says, how did you travel, Pastor? And I tell him the story. That people met me along the way, put me on a bus, take me here. But I said, the strange thing is he didn't want my money, the driver. He says, can I see your money? I showed it to him. He said, that quatsha, the government discontinued seven months ago. You have no money that's worth anything. And he said, I sent nobody to pick you up. I did not receive your fax. I just walked out of his presence, walked into his bedroom. I was so caught up in amazement, fell on his bed and started to cry. He didn't get my fax. He didn't know I was coming. How would I ever found him? Except for God sent, you know, the Bible says sometimes we entertain angels right. unaware. Now, nah, were those angels? Were those people that God said, go? All I know is God sent beings to guide me from one country to another country to his very house. And the man never got my message to meet him. There was a man threatening the church and a righteous pastor I had prophetically spoken. If that doesn't stop, the spirit can come out of his breath. I get a message. Prophet Hansen, what you said is true. He continued his attacks. The man fell over dead. They did an autopsy. Malaria hit the brain. I've had people rise up, jump to attack me and freeze and can't move. Just frozen. You know, Daniel, I believe nothing and nobody can touch you unless God allows it. Right. Yes.
3: I'm here. Nobody's touched me. (laughs) I'm here to tell that story. That's the only reason, because the average age of men in this country is a little over 78 years old. So, I, I think that's an average. How many guys died, men died younger than me? They had to die quite a bit younger than me for me to be on this side up here. And then I wonder, did they know the Lord? I don't know. I can't pray for them because they're not here anymore.
1: See, that's the question. Do you know the Lord? That is the question. We have one life to live and what are you doing with it? There's a heaven, there's a hell. I could keep telling you stories, even of angels. There's a heaven, there's a hell. I was traveling to Senegal, to plant a church. This was years ago. And this was when Ethiopia was still under the communist. So the red sickle, I flew into the airport on my way to Cynical. The plane got delayed because of the fighting. Now it's a long ways from Ethiopia to Cynical. So I didn't think too much about it. and I'm stuck and I'm witnessing. And I'm witnessing to a Muslim. Now, Cynical is 97% Islamic. But I tell him what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to Cynical and plant a church. I'm not thinking anything about it. Finally, the airport opens up again. I get on the plane. I'm looking at my ticket and I find my seat and who is sitting right next to me? That very Muslim. And I think about it, well, okay, well, there's a many stops along the way to get the synagogue. Surely he won't go all the way. So I sit down, we greet each other again. He says, uh, Reverend Hanson, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to synagogue. Okay. And I go to sleep. And I can hear over the speakers of the plane each stop. And finally, I hear, fasten your seatbelts. In 20 minutes, we'll be in Senegal. We'll be landing. I open my eyes, and he's still there. Now I'm getting a little worried because I told him what I'm doing. He says, Reverend Hanson, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to Senegal. I get off in Senegal. It was a French colony. They speak French, and the national language is Wolof. I can't speak either one. I can't even read the documents and what I'm supposed to fill out. He goes, marches right through. And all of a sudden, I recognize, man, he's with the government. (laughs) <laughs> and he turns around and looks at me with a government. He's talking to them, and he's just looking at me, and I'm starting to uh, get a little concerned. <laughs> what in the world? I'm in this Islamic country. I'm a spy. I'm going to plant a church, and he knows everything about me. So he leaves these dignitaries from the government. He comes right through immigrations again, looks at me and says, What are you going to do, Reverend Hanson? I said, so I'm going to Senegal. I'm going to Dakar. That's the capital. He says, Follow me. I don't know if I'm arrested, I don't know what's going on, (laughs) but all I know is I don't have to try to fill out immigration papers. Because I couldn't read them anyway. So now I'm walking right through with the government. Nobody touches me. Passport stamped. I get out. There's a limousine. He looks at me and says, "Uh, Reverend Hanson, what are you going to do? I'm still wondering, what is going on here? He didn't arrest me immediately. But what is that limousine for? I'm going to Senegal. Well, get in the car. So we get in the car. He has his chauffeur drive me to one of the swanciest suites in the whole nation. Now, I'm on a three-month tour of four different countries to spy him out, including the Ivory Coast and others, to plant churches. I can't afford to spend my meager mission allowance on a fancy hotel suite. Okay, we get there about three o'clock in the morning. He looks at me in the car and says, what are you going to do, Reverend Henson? I look at the clock he say, Well, I'll go in and I'm going to sit in the lobby. It's too late. I don't think I'll get a hotel suite, but I'll just sit in the lobby and do work. So I go in. He checks in. He comes to me and he said, Reverend Hanson, I've just checked in. I've got a big hotel suite, executive, two big king size beds, two desks. Why don't you join me? What would you do? <laughs> I joined him. It turned out that this man was the president's son of the South Maldives Islands over radio and television. He introduces me to the government. We've got a church now there because God gave direction, leading by the Holy Spirit. God sends angels or people to help you along your way. And when I was in Senegal, as I was walking to pray, I couldn't still speak the language. This man was there a week and he left. He paid my whole hotel bill for a week. Praise God. And I'm walking. After going into a bank, I said, God, I can't speak the language. You've got to help me here. Somebody's got to be able to speak English. And somebody taps me on the shoulder. Hello, can I help you? He spoke perfect English. (laughs) I said, well, yes. He helps me get money out of the bank. So now I'm, I'm still walking. I'm praying. Where do I go? Where do we plant this church? How do I meet people? And I go to a cliff and I look down and there's bushes, but I want to go down to the cliff and pray on the beach. And I'm about ready to step on a wooden staircase. And somebody grabs me from behind and says, Reverend Hanson, don't go down there. They'll kill you. Now I'm shaking. What? Nobody speaks English. And somebody says, don't go down there. They'll kill you. I'm so startled. I barely put my foot on the staircase. And the whole thing crashes 100 feet below. The man is gone. And I start to cry. Father God, you warned me. I still didn't listen but your mercy and grace saved my life. I'm just telling you how God moves. There's mercy and grace, there's angels. God sends people along the way. and God sends angels along the way that look like people. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, see God makes the rough way straight, like your dream. He makes the rough way straight. If you don't know Jesus, you can know him today. You can know him now. Just make a decision, Father God, I'm sorry for doing it my way. I want to serve you. Forgive me of my sins. You can telephone 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. Operators will be waiting. They'll send you Christian literature. Look at my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Subscribe today. Be a part of our team to save America. God bless you.
0: Shannon? Praise the Lord. What a powerful broadcast tonight. We're live with Dr. Jonathan Hanson, World Ministries International. I want to encourage everybody to go to worldministries.org, sign up and become part of Eagles Saving Nations, support the warning radio program, and I know God will richly bless you. I only am here tonight with Dr. Hansen because it changed my life. I heard the warning program nearly 20 years ago. As I mentioned before, On the outskirts of Alaska, I was media buying at the time and tuned in to the 15-minute daily warning program on SoundWaves 2000. Dr. Hansen is a pioneer in podcasting. You can also catch his TV program in his daily broadcast today. Some 20 years later, amazing man of God and ministry. One of these days, brother, for the newer audience that may not have been around, then you're going to have to share your testimony of what God showed you with regards to September 11th. And the fact that Dr. Hansen was preaching in the Bronx, that the skyscrapers were going to fall, gave a warning six months prior. And Dr. Hansen, the Lord showed you also that whatever the final body count was in the World Trade Center, next time it would be a thousand times that point. So if there was three thousand, look for three million to perish in the next attack on New York. Dr. Hansen, do you think that we could be looking at another false flag in America if the Sodomocrats in power think that they're not going to be able to stop Trump and his run for re-election? If they've done it before, do you think they'll pull it again? Yes. Since March of
1: 2020, I've had 25 dreams of civil unrest, civil war, and an invasion. You mentioned the last time we were on the air, you want me to share a little bit about it. I also spoke at a church last Sunday, which I might play a little bit about. You would love it. I remember telling you, I wish you could come with me. Let me tell you, we had church, and the place shook. You could feel the power of God. I'll tell you what, I might play a little bit about that, because that's what you like, flat-out preaching. 9-11, yes, God gave warning before it happened. I spoke at five days on television, New York City. I was in an auditorium at night, held five days of revival meetings, we saw so many things happen, including a little boy, demon possessed. It took five people to hold him down, and he still lifted him up as demons were cast out of him. Judgment is getting ready to fall on America. Only the church could delay it. Only the church can stop us losing our freedoms. We must have another great awakening, or we will lose our freedoms. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. You can read all of the prophecies. Going clear back to 1985, including chemical, biological, nuclear terrorism in our attack, naming the very cities where they would happen. And later on, the government put it on their website, but God had already spoken where it's going to happen. We do have what you asked about that Zell. Oh, Zell, yes, sir. Yep, yeah, and so we got that actually today. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, so it's warning at worldministries.org. It's not on our website because we just got it,
0: and this is the first time I've announced it. Well, I'm going to test it myself tonight. Warning at worldministries.org. Folks, it's very easy. Many have asked about Zell. That's all you need is that email, and you can give a love offering right to World Ministries for the work they're doing right there. Warning at worldministries.org. It may ask for a name also. Is there a name that they should use? Probably Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Okay, I think that's what it would be. We'll let you know if it doesn't work. Folks, give and support this mighty work of God. Trouble is coming. You know, Dr. Hansen, from 98 to 2008, God had you giving that warning message. Nuclear, biological, chemical attack. Name the locations that would be hit if America did not repent. And if we kept filling up that cup of iniquity until God had to judge as it overflowed. The science of judgment, as you called it.
1: Yeah, we Um, we went ahead and named so many things that would happen. The dot-coms crashed, and it said after 98 to 2008, then everything now would start to come to pass, as that was a 10-year period of warning for mercy and grace. If you go on the website, you're going to see how everything has or is coming to pass, including
0: where we're at right now. Absolutely. Folks, get over there, and you can catch up. And God is merciful. He gave us the warning. God does nothing unless he first reveal it to his servants, the prophets. We know it says that. Often I tell people, I said, we don't deserve any more warnings. God's been warning us for decades now. Dimitri Dudeman, Dr. Jonathan Hansen got the warnings. Henry Groover, God bless him. He's with the Lord. David Wilkerson saw all of New York on fire. Even A.A. A. Allen saw vision for end time America. It's all the same folks. Let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. We're in some serious trouble. I think the nation is under judgment, but I know families can be saved if we repent. We can come under the protection of God. Is that true, Dr. Hansen, even as God may be even ready to use our enemies against this nation? Invasion at some point. Can God protect his people? Again, we're not going to come under the
1: wrath of God. We're going to come under the wrath of man, but we will not come under the wrath of God where over 2 billion people are going to die. Just like he gave warning, if the people stayed inside their houses in Egypt, the people of God, they would be spared as the death angel went by. But if you went outside, whether you're Egyptian or not, the firstborn was struck dead. We need to understand where we're at. We're facing unprecedented times. The enemies of God are going to and are attacking right now. But again, God himself is going to shake the nations and his wrath is going to pour out among the church's enemies. So there's going to be a lot of trouble in the future. Over 2 billion people are going to die. And before that, again, Christians are coming under assault. But nobody can touch you unless God allows it. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fiery furnace, yet they did not die. If God allows you to die, that's a promotion. Certainly millions of people have died. They have been martyrs, including my uncle that was shot in China for not denying Christ. Let me tell you something, but you have instant promotion. There is nothing to fear. What we have to be is under the blood in right relationship, so we have instant promotion or we go through the shadow of death and we fear no evil. Praise the Lord. It's that kind of preaching right there that brought me back. (laughs) Well, i tell you what, if you
0: were with me last Sunday, Shannon, you would love it. I know I would. That's why I've stuck with World Ministries these years, because it stayed the course. It's a full gospel right now word. And folks, Dr. Hansen preaches the truth. He's a true man of God, a true prophet to the nations. I thank all of you out there at World Ministries for the great job you're doing. Folks, if you want to call the office out there and learn more, same number, 360-629-5248. That's correct. 360-629-5248, website
1: www.worldministries.org. Also, again, if they're wanting to send in a check, make it out to WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. We will have that new button that I mentioned earlier
0: on our website soon, by Monday. Fantastic. Folks, a great and fast way to give. Support the work of World Ministries International. My friend, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on tonight. Folks, continue to lift up Dr. Hanson, his family, and world ministries in prayer. They're at the front line of this war, and the enemy's not happy, but we're going to win in Jesus' name. Dr. Hanson, get some rest over there. Thank you for doing the program tonight. And would you like to close us in prayer? Father God, we thank and praise you,
1: Lord, that we do have victory. We have the victory. Lord, we don't have to fear. The only thing we need to fear is a righteous God if we decide to go in direct rebellion. But we don't have to fear man. There's nothing man can do against us. We have eternal life. Miracles are there. You can translate us. You can blind their eyes. I could tell stories of all of this. You can take the breath right out of their mouth. We don't have to fear. Let your people be encouraged. Let them be strengthened. And let them, like never before, understand the times we live in so they are in correct relationship with you so you can lead them by your Holy Spirit. You can guide them. You can protect them. You can bless them. Bless this night. Bless Shannon Davis and Omega Man Radio. Let us have a great evening and then another good day tomorrow as we're on again with Shannon. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: My friend, we love and appreciate you. God bless you and we'll see you next time. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you, sir.